Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. You guessed it, this is Jonathan Jones. Well, here we are, full on in the Christmas season, aren't we? My, oh my, how time flies. Today, Friday, February 16th. Can't believe it, we're within the 10 days of Christmas. Well, I want to continue our Christmas series part three today. Phrases at Christmas. Phrases at Christmas, part three. And, you know, probably should have started the series with this one, but just kind of going along with ones that, you know, popped up as I read the Christmas story. This one chronologically probably starts the series in a lot of ways. It's in Luke 2, and in the ESV, Luke 2, 1, it says, the Bible says, In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. In those days. You know, it's just a couple of simple words. You could almost, you almost want to skip over it. When you think about it, there's quite an introduction and a shift here. In those days, this is sort of a, a, a transitional phrase from Dr. Luke. He's reminding us ultimately, um, this is a change. This is a shift. Uh, this is ultimately a reminder of the sovereignty of God. The fact that this is not an accident. Here we are. And in those days, it reminds us that God has not abdicated his throne. And for those of you that, you know, have studied your Bible at all, if you haven't, this will be a, a good primer for you. But, you know, ultimately, the nation of Israel is under the judgment of God. They've disobeyed God and uh, ha have probably most of them think God has forgotten them. And so this is a reminder that that's not the, not the case. And so in those days... Here you have Caesar Augustus. Caesar himself, you know, has said, hey, look, I want to, you know, I, I want to find out how many people live in the lands that are or territories that, that are mine, that are under Roman rule. And so in the midst of the, the ruler of the earth, the ruler of heaven himself is orchestrating all things, um, you know, at, at this very moment, at this very time. And so when the Bible says, in those days, you're kind of reminded of a phrase of the Apostle Paul um, in Galatians 4.4. At the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born under woman, born under the law. Um, and, and so, you know, or you think of, you know, it, back in the book of Judges, in the days of the Judges. Or in the days of King David, and the list goes on. And so, you know, this is not just any phrase. This is a, a Christmas phrase. This is an introduction, a reminder that what's about to follow is not only credentialed and um, made possible by God, but God is orchestrating every single piece. Even Caesar himself is working for the Lord, although he doesn't know it. And I remember someone once once made the statement that, that even Satan is God's Satan. He can only do what God allows him to do. And so, you know, what, what a great reminder for us here as we come to Christmas that God doesn't do accidents, friends. We don't always understand the things that he allows or, or for that matter, even the things that he does. I don't. I'm sure many of you don't. But the reality is God is in charge. He's providential. You know, we don't live too far here in the great state of Maine from Providence, Rhode Island. And, and the Baptist pastor, Roger Williams, named Providence after that very term, the providence of God, that God was in charge, that he was in control. 
And so, you know, let me just read you the first couple of verses here. Actually, the first whole section of Luke 2. And, and we can see how God is orchestrating all these things. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed or registered. This was first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and line of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed, was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them at the inn. And so, you know, you, you could very easily read that, and many of us have. Maybe you heard the, the, the you know, the, the Peanuts characters read through that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it can, it can almost become mundane because we've read it so many times. But there's so much there where God's hand is orchestrating every single piece. He's, you know, the river, if you will, of life and time is running through, but God allows the river. He causes the rains. He, you know, he's operating the dam, if you will. And, and so here we have just a couple of verses at the very beginning. In those days, a decree went out. And so I think it's a good reminder for us, you know, as we, as we come to this time and as we come to this season, that we don't forget that ultimately the Lord is in charge and he's on the throne. He's not abdicated his throne. He knows exactly what's going on. And in the same way he did that with the Lord Jesus, in the same way in our day, <clears throat> and there's many Christmas carols that remind us of this, but I want to read you just a few words of one in particular that's one of my favorites. And it's called, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. It's written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, uh, who grew up not far from here, down in the Portland, Maine area. And as, as, as he's writing this, um, you know, this hymn, what becomes a Christmas chorus, this man has been through absolute um, trauma. Uh, there's a movie out called I Heard the Bells. Uh, if you, I don't know if it will still be in theaters in late December, but it will probably eventually make it on the big screen through Netflix or something like that, maybe Prime. But it's, it's done by the folks down in Pennsylvania that, that do just tons and tons of, you know, plays and things like that. Um, so here's the words he writes, though, and you can sense his hopelessness turned to hope because he recognizes that even though nothing in his life is going right, God still is working something out. And I think that's the reality here with the Lord Jesus as he comes as a baby. You know, how much worse can things get? The Romans are now ruling. The Jews hated the Romans. The Romans hated the Jews. God has forgotten the nation. And Henry Wadsworth Longfellow feels much the same. You know, his first wife w would die. His second wife would die an absolutely tragic death, uh, burned uh, by fire, um, you know, in their home. W Longfellow would would watch most of this, and then his own son would come back, uh, bruised from the Civil War as he watched, you know, the North and the South fighting. And so Longfellow would write these words, and I just, I want to read you the whole, at least what I have here, the whole carol, so you understand where he starts and where he ends. It goes like this. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. 
I thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep, the wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And so friend, I don't know how this Christmas finds you. I don't know if it finds you in the depths of despair, because maybe there's been a death in the family or some terrible news or work or whatever it might be or just the world itself. You know, maybe it's much similar to that first Christmas when the Lord Jesus Christ came. It was, from our perspective, it was the worst time for him to come. Uh, The Romans, you know, had taken over Israel. Now they're taxing the people. Joseph has to go back to Bethlehem. Um, Mary and Joseph are betrothed, but she's with child, but she's not married. The Holy Spirit has come upon her and, you know, no, God did not have sex with Mary, but it was a supernatural, you know, thing as the Bible says, the Holy Spirit came upon her and and God in, in miraculous form implanted the Lord Jesus Christ in Mary. And so try explaining that to your mother and father-in-law or your mom and dad. Yeah, I'm going to have a child. So, you know, the situation was less than ideal from our perspective, but friends, God does his best work in the most odd and in the hardest places. And so I just want to remind us today that in those days, a decree went out. Well, friends, God has not forgotten us in these days either. And as Wadsworth Longfellow reminded us, then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. For wrong shall fail and right prevail. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that's why Jesus Christ came. In those days, Even Caesar bowed to the Lord our God. For Northeast by Midwest, I am Jonathan Jones. Hey, Merry Christmas, and I hope you're enjoying these Christmas phrases.